Good morning. Yesterday, we are continuing the book of Shemuel Aleph. We're up to the fourth chapter. What happened yesterday? Anybody remember? Do we have short-term memory loss here? <laughs> Eli accepts the decree of Hashem. How? What, what had happened? Shmuel gets Who told a him to do? Shemuel gets a nevuah, exactly. Yeah. Shemuel gets a nevuah, and just like Eli was told by that Shaliyah Hashem, what would happen, Shemuel gets it in Mareh Nevoah, and then Shemuel tells it to Eli, and... Eli forced him to say it. He didn't want to say it. Right. He said, God shall do to you as he does to me if you don't tell me. And then Shemuel says everything. And what does Eli respond to that? It is God's word. It is God. And whatever God wants, he will do. Shemuel then grows up by Igdal Shemuel. This is Pasuk Yutet. I'm just going back because it's, it's key for the next parak. Shemuel grew up and God was with him. And he didn't throw any of his words on the ground. What does that mean? It's an expression. He didn't waste a word. He didn't waste a word. Anything that he would say would come true. Meaning nothing he said fell, fell on the floor. Everything he said came out to be true. Um, so uh, that was, I just read the Radak. And all of Israel from Dan to Be'er Sheva knew that Shemuel was a trustworthy Navi Ladonai to God. And God continued to appear in Shiloh. For God had appeared to Shemuel uh, um, with the word of God. I don't know what that means to be honest. With the word of God? Yeah. Which one? 20 or 21? T- 21 is a very difficult pasuk to translate. Hashem once again appeared in Shiloh. For Hashem appeared to Shemuel in Shiloh with the word of Hashem. For Hashem appeared to Shemuel in Shiloh with the word of Hashem. Do you see what my problem is with that translation? Yeah. It says Hashem appeared in Shiloh. With the word of Hashem. With, Isn't yeah, it's like repeating itself? In, in like a, yeah. Let's see if there's anything here. Okay, so Mr. David says it doesn't. It, it's trying to say that he didn't appear to him in a vision, but he appeared to him in words that he heard. So his nevuah was a nevuah of of hearing as opposed to seeing. It wasn't a vision. His mother prayed for him without audibly speaking. And then couldn't hear what she was saying, but I shouldn't hurt. So no, I don't think I don't I don't think so. I don't think that's the connection. Um, and I don't even know if Mitsudat David is right here. I don't know if that's Peshat to be honest. It's just difficult. Let's see if anybody else says something. Well, the other thing is Hashem wasn't in Shiloh from before because when the coin got all had a question, they talked to the board or whatever, and there'd be some back and forth. Right. But with Shmuel, it's a direct line. There's no conduit, there's nothing. It's just, you can hear God direct. I think that's what it's saying. I think in the past, they would rarely have interactions with God because they were doing it through the thing, through the Urim Tumim. But then all of a sudden, Navi comes, and it's Shemuel, and he's getting direct nevuah. So, God is appearing much more often than he was before. 
Before it was just when they had very big national decisions, they would go to the Kohen and ask Urim Tumim. And now all of a sudden there's a Navi who's getting direct word from God constantly. So God is appearing in Shiloh more and more. Bidvar Adonai, we could let's say, let's just take the Mitzudat David's opinion and say that meaning in the form of words and not a vision. But Chana was like just around the corner, no? Chana was in chapter one. Okay, so Are you saying she lives nearby or something? In no? Uh, no, uh, yes, but but that's let's not let's not mix the the idea of like the list of neviim in the Torah like Chana Chulda these it's like it's I don't want to mix it in with the storyline because let's focus on what we know from the psukim. Okay, fine. From the psukim, all we know about Chana is that she's a very righteous woman who has a deep, profound understanding oh. of God and prayed to Hashem and had a son named Shemuel. Right. We don't know about her level of prophecy. The only prophet we've seen so far, even Eli, doesn't seem to be a prophet. It's just Shemuel who seems to be a prophet from the text. They, have, they haven't had this type of connection with Hashem for a while. That's what the last pasuk is saying. Does it even call her Neviah in Shofetim? Anyway, she passed away, so it's not, not relevant to us right now. Um, but she's, yeah, she's, she's on the list. She, she's on the list. I just, again, just because you know from middle school, from Moro Shoshana, that somebody's a Neviah... Don't use that to interpret the text that we have in front of us because the text did not tell us anything about their nevoah. So we have to... The, the general, I forget his name. This is what's going to happen and a woman... Oh, no. You could, say, you could say the Baraz nevoah. I think it's in the Psukim even. But, but uh, we have to look back. But I'm just saying in terms of Chana, let's just... We don't have to... Right. We don't have to ask questions from things like that because the text didn't tell us that. Okay. Pasu, uh, chapter 4, Pasuk 1. Now... It's going to go through exactly how the word, the vision that came to Shemuel transpired. And this is going to be a very dark period in Jewish history. But it's going to set the stage for, uh, for you know, the, the change of the guards. Uh, the changing of the guard for, for, uh, for the leadership in Am Yisrael. Shemuel lechol Yisrael. The word of Shemuel was to all of Israel, meaning he was accepted as Navi by the people. The Israelites go out against the Pelishtim to do battle. And they encamped by Evan Aizer, and the Pelishtim were hanging out in a place called Afek, probably nearby. Are we surprised that we're fighting the Pelishtim? No, this was a constant issue we had during the times of the Shofetim. For it to continue during the time of Shemuel, who was the last Shofet, is no surprise to us. And the Pelishtim arrayed themselves against Israel, and the war spread out, the battle was waged, and Israel was beat down before the Pelishtim. And in the uh, in the order in the field 4,000 people were killed on the Israel side that's a big 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 loss okay remember from the times of Yoshua we lost 36 people in a battle and we, we, we lost it you know so for things to deteriorate to this extent are pretty bad so the people come back to the camp and they say, and the, the elders of Israel, they say, Why has God struck us down before the Pelishtim? Let us take the Aaron from Shiloh, and we will take it 
amongst us, we'll bring it in our midst, and it will save us from our enemies. What do you think this is going to win? This is going to work or no? No, no chance. What What do you see as the problem with the request right now, or with their with their intentions right now? They're saying, why has God struck us down? Let us bring the Aaron, and the Aaron will save us. They're saying that the Aaron is going to save them, not Exactly, they're God saying himself. that the Aaron is going to save them and not God himself. Exactly. So, that's a big deal. The fact that the Aaron, that they're saying that the Aaron is going to save them and not God himself, it shows that they're thinking about things completely wrong. Okay? By the way, notice also that it's the Zikenim here. That are being described as making these decisions, the Chachamim and the Midrash they actually point out that this befell them. Yeah, let me find the Midrash for you. Um, that this befell them because they saw the sins of Chofni and Pinachas and they did not do anything. And you remember what we said that sin was? We said that was a sin of. Of elitism You know That they thought They were better than everybody else That they took from the food So almost as if The Chachamim see it like Like the elders of Israel Almost conspired With the Kohanim You know And, and were also involved In that sinfulness And that's why All of Israel Is, is, is getting killed In this battle That's why the Zikanim As they lead The people of Israel Out to battle Are, are the ones Leading them out to, to loss Because all of Israel Is responsible For that sin Of Chofni and Pinachas Or at least The leadership Is, is responsible Okay so, so the people sent to Shiloh and he took from there the Aaron of the covenant of God that's, uh, that sits on the Kiruvim. And there were the two sons of Eli uh, with the Aaron, Chofni and Pinachas. That was, you know, they were the chief Kohanim. So they were guarding the Aaron, of course. Now, obviously, if they're taking the Aaron, who's going to go with them? Chofni and Pinachas. Because they're the ones who guard the Aaron, because that's their job. And it was when the Aaron of the covenant of God came into the camp. They did a, a major uh, blast of a, of a horn. And the land became... Became... Uh, well, what's the translation? Became like... Shook. The land shook. Okay, so they blow a shofar blast and the land shakes. And you'd think... What does this remind us of? Yericho. When they blew the shofar and the walls fell. But unlike Yericho, when God was with them, this time it's the Aaron that's with them, but God is not there. And the shofar blast is meaningless. God is not there though. God is not with them. He's not, he's not leading them out to battle to succeed. Mm. Probably because he wants to punish. He's trying to lure Chofni and Pinachas out to battle. Why is Bnei Israel dying as a result? Probably because Bnei Israel were sinful also. The Pilishim heard the sound of the blast. What is the sound of this great blast? In the camp of the, of the Jews. And they knew that the Aaron of God had come into the camp. And the Pilishim are also part of this kind of thinking, this magical thinking that the Aaron is going to magically save them just because. So, and they feared. For they said, God has come into their camp. They said, woe to us, for yesterday when we won, we did not have to uh, defeat them with their Aaron. They weren't like this yesterday and the day before. Yesterday and the day before, they didn't come out with their God. Now they're coming out with their God. That's a big problem. Woe to us, who will save us from these great gods? 
These are the gods who struck Egypt with every type of striking in the, in the desert. So the Pelishim get very scared, but they then get courage. He, no, they. The, the, say, who is this mighty God? So, no, look at look at the Hebrew. The Hebrew is in plural. They translated it into the singular, yeah, we, the same way we say like Shoma in Persian and in reference to one person. But when we say God's name in plural, it's still we do. We say God's word in plural, correct, and we say it's God. But they're using other pronouns here, which is what I'm building on. Okay. They're using pronouns like Hem, El Lehem. These are the guys. You were like baiting it. Oh, yeah. No, I knew it was coming because I know their translation. Um, but I, I think it fits with the text to assume that they're assuming that there are more than one God involved on Israel's side. Why wouldn't they be? Um, I'm just seeing it as um, not foresight, like them un- having a basic understanding. They may know. They may know that we are right. Maybe. Maybe they know that we're, we serve one God, and that that's just a grammatical quirk. Literally, in the Hebrew, it's all in plural. In the Hebrew, it's in plural, but it could be just be a grammatical, a grammatical thing, and they're actually talking in singular. And then they turn to themselves and they say, "Be strong and be men, you pelishtim. Lest you end up serving the Hebrews like they served you. You should be like strong men and you should wage war. And the Pelishtim did wage war. They built the courage and Israel was struck down. Each person ran back to his tent and the, the blow was very big. And from Israel, 30,000 people died. The Aaron of God was taken. And the two sons of Eli died. So now the curse upon Eli is starting to come true. His two sons who were sinful died. B'nai Israel must have been sinful as well. They lose 34,000 men in the course of battle. The Aaron is taken. The Aaron that they thought would magically save them is taken. Which is a lesson for B'nai Israel. That, that that's not the way Borei Olam works, that it's their deeds, their actions that are required for them to be good and for them to succeed. And we'll see the, the, what happens as a result of this loss. Amen. 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 Amen